gentlemen, 7 o'clock on a Saturday night, and as usual, that means it's time for the other podcast. I'm your host, Robert Stacy McCain. And I'm not. Hello, folks. It's John Hogue here, the other guy on the other podcast, and live and direct from exotic Valdosta, Georgia. How you doing, Diana? Whew! I'm here. I'm here. Yes, um, you are. My husband and I split an excellent bottle of wine, which... Turns out to be a little higher in alcohol than I'm happy with. So if I'm a little little too cheery, excuse me. Oh, we that's got right. happy, Diana. Oh, that's you good. do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that's frightening great. though that may be. Uh, I don't know. We shared a pretty good bottle of wine uh, when I was there visiting last summer. Very true. Very have true. You, have you been swimming lately? Not in Valdosta, I haven't, and uh, not in any lakes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, two, um, two, uh, two swimming pools. Yes. Uh huh. Yes. <laughs> Have tested positive for West Nile virus. Ew. In in uh, Valdosta, Georgia. Yes, yes, they have. I read about it this morning. Yes, and, and so, uh, uh, yes. Uh, so, uh, yes, it's uh, two mosquito pools in Lowndes County have tested positive for West Nile virus and the Georgia Department of Public Health and Safety's uh, Public Health South Health District wants to remind, um, wants to remind all South Georgians to take precautions mm-hmm. to prevent mosquito-borne illnesses. Yeah. So, uh, Yep. So, uh, 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 strange diseases cropping um, uh, up down there uh, in the uh, in the south part of Georgia. Yep. Uh, you can find my good friend John Hogue's blogging at hoguewash.com. Stacy, on the other hand, is, has been known to blog at theothermccain.com. Stacy, put the damn phone down. No, no, no. The, I, we don't I, care. No, Orioles, you're, you're the, the only person who cares about that ball game. <laughs> no, I'm not. It is, it is a battle for first place in, in the... Uh, uh, American League East. I blogged Who cares? about that this week. Uh, no, no, I blogged about this this week. The I Orioles, know you did. 
The but Orioles, I don't care. <laughs> the Orioles, the Baltimore Orioles have, have valiantly fought back from six and a half games down. Uh, to Stacy, we're not doing They're ba- tied Stacey, with Tampa Bay. We're not the- doing baseball this week. I'm going to let you do football. Oh, I no. don't even know what, what I, I swear to God, I don't even know the name of the Tampa Bay uh, uh, baseball team. I They're apologize. The Rays. They're the Rays. They are. Okay. As in the stingrays. Yeah. We have, anyway, Stacy, we're so going to do. We're, we're, I'm going to let you do football, and you can even rant about the Patriots. That's right. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, for weeks. By the way, folks, I will point out that my my hometown is Nashville, so I'm sitting here gloating. Yeah. So yes, <laughs> yes, glute, yes, glute. yes. That's right. Glute, glute, uh, glute. Uh, uh, for weeks, fans of the. Uh, New England Patriots, uh, 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 among which I number myself now that they've got Matt Jones as their starting quarterback, um, uh, they had been drooling over the prospect that they might get DeAndre Hopkins, an all-pro wide receiver uh, who has been with the Cardinals and uh, just um, was released by the Cardinals this year. And... Um, but then uh, um, the news broke, and I guess it was, I guess it was Monday. Well, no, it was Sunday. Well, anyways, uh, that DeAndre Hopkins has signed with the Tennessee Titans, uh, which is where uh, uh, wide receivers go to die. Uh, but that's okay. That's okay. We're it's going- where they go to make a good living. <laughs> yeah. Without yeah, yeah. sharing it with the state. Yeah, that's right. See, because Massachusetts yeah. last year uh, passed a 5% surtax on um, incomes. No, I'm sorry. A 4% surtax on uh, people with an uh, income over a million dollars a year. Uh, so... <laughs> Add that on to the regular 5% state income tax. And, and so uh, people are, expensive. they're missing the point, aren't they? It's, a, it's as expensive as California now. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, if, if you, so if you're, uh, so you're, you're paying 9% tax. Uh, if Ow. you're a, a millionaire, uh, that's state tax, keep in mind. Plus, Plus the your plus your sales tax, which is what almost. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Well, well but, but well, here in Maryland, though, with the piggyback tax that the city or county has, uh, the, the tax rate is the same. So you know, it, it's uh, the, if he had gone to Baltimore uh, to the to uh, the Ravens, he'd have had the same hit. Yeah. You know, if he'd, if he'd gone to a California the team, it would, it would have been worse. Well, California, anyways. it starts at 13% and gets worse from there. Well, Tennessee has no state income tax. Yep. Uh, yeah. Just like yeah. Florida or Delaware and Texas. Um, uh, Florida. So, so, yeah, yeah. Florida, Texas, Nevada are among the states with zero income tax. So that means that the teams in Vegas, Tampa, Miami, I I left out Jacksonville, the Jaguars, Dallas and Houston um, are are at a competitive advantage 
uh, <laughs> to, hiring. Yeah. 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 Uh, when they're recruiting for angels. So I, now uh, the insiders uh, quoted in the sports media tell us that, uh, uh, that the real difference between the uh, uh, Titans offer and the Patriots offer was that the Patriots uh, had less guaranteed money on the contract, but still, well, but the other, but uh, I'm the, blaming the the millionaire tax. But here's what's here's what's it, it truly obnoxious about California: mm-hmm. they tax out of state people's income in that state, and so when he goes to play. In California, they'll tax him for a day's pay. Yes, yeah. yes, they will, and they'll, and because it's more of a hassle to fight it than pay it, they'll get it. Yeah, yeah, you know, I hate I, California I, some I, days. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's. Crazy. Well, I hate the franchise tax board. Um, I don't like the IRS, but the franchise tax board is worse. Oh, I, I, I have a wonderful story about how they tried to mess with me after I came to Maryland, and they wound up having to cut me a check. <laughs> I wish. Yeah. Didn't happen to me. They got money out of me after I left, and I'm sort of annoyed. Oh, well, and, and they tried to extort it by putting a tax lien on my property in Maryland. Oh, 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 what did Maryland say? Uh, well, I mean, Room it was just... Things? Uh, no, actually, Marilyn honored it. Really? Yes. Oh, that's oh bizarre. God. Yes, it, it was. Uh, oh. it, yeah, it's a yeah. it's a long story though. But they wound up having to cut me a check for five dollars, and I made them do it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. Anyway, but that's, you know, that's all. That's see, that's the difference between. The, the the laboratories of democracy and the various ways that various states function and the way they treat their populations. So, some states are better places to live than others. If you don't mm-hmm. believe me, you can check with CNBC. Oh my God! I had I was the first blogger to call <laughs> this out. Now everybody uh, is calling it out, but of I course. was the guy that was first on this. Uh, and you know the thing is, I don't. Uh, require a hat tip from everybody, but I got like zero credit for being the first guy to spot this. Uh, CNBC put out, uh, that's the uh, cable news. Anyways, it's the business network of uh, Of NBC NBC. on the cable. Yeah. Anyways, and they put out two lists, uh, one of America's 10 best 10 best states to live and work, <laughs> and then yeah, America's right. 10 worst states to live and work, okay? <sighs> and uh, and I, I, I took a look at it. As soon as I looked at it, I was like, wait a effing minute, okay? Mm-hmm. Because the 10 best states, let me read these off to Well, you. a couple of them are, are defensible choices. Okay, okay. A but, couple. But not okay. most of them. Vermont, Maine, Maybe. New Jersey, Minnesota, Hawaii, no. Oregon, no. Washington no. State, Colorado, no. Used to be. Massachusetts, and no. Connecticut. No. Okay. I can I, someone someone who wanted to live in the backwoods, I could make an argument for, for Maine, you know, and 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 
And for Vermont, Vermont can be and, nice. No, and I, I remember, There's plenty I, of backwoods no, in Alabama, by God. Yeah, I know, but I mean, can I can understand. Uh, yes, like but they the don't really. And, have and, the and, same. I, and I loved being in Colorado uh, 50 years ago, back before it got Californicated. Well, yeah, you know, the thing is that Oregon around Crater Lake is absolutely wonderful. And um, they're. Well, okay, stay out of the Rogue River country unless you're heavily armed, but Washington's kind of interesting if meanwhile, you're not in Seattle, but stay out of the Rogue River country. <laughs> meanwhile, the 10 worst states. Yeah, right. Texas, Oklahoma, Louisiana, South Carolina, Alabama, Missouri, Indiana, Tennessee, Arkansas, and Florida. Now, I got looking Since when? as soon as I looked at this list. I was like, whoa, 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 there's something funky here. So I went down through there and I listed the U.S. senators from each of these states and the percentage of the vote that Biden got in each of these states. (laughs) Surprise, surprise, Biden won all 10 of the 10 quote unquote best states on CNBC's list. Whereas Biden, whereas Trump in 2020 uh, won all of the 10 quote unquote worst states, <laughs> all 20 of the senators from the 10 worst states are uh, Republican and 17 of the 20 senators uh, from the 10 best states are Democrats, but then you have to throw in um uh, Bernie Sanders from Vermont, who's quote unquote independent, Angus ah. King from Maine, quote unquote independent, and and then of course uh, Susan Collins, who is barely, that's barely our, a Republican. That's R for Rhino. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we were able to get her vote on Supreme Court justices, and that's Sometimes. all that matters, you know, in the long run. You, but um, you need to turn that thing off, Stacey. Anyways, well, you, you hang on. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, oh, me. Anyways, and, well. And don't check the score while you're doing it. I was going to do it. <laughs> but, but he anyways, will. But, you know he will. But, but I was, okay, so how did they come up with this list, okay? Uh, what was it? Well, it turns out that they lean very heavily on things about inclusiveness, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, Such as voter rights and child care and reproductive rights. It's blah, blah, blah. You mean non-reproductive rights. Yeah, yeah. Well, the the thing is, is that if they include on their list of the 10 worst states, uh, three of the fastest growing states in the country, Okay, uh, Texas, Florida, and Tennessee. Okay, mm-hmm. gosh, did we just mention those three states as part of what? Yes, none of them have state income taxes, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, you know, Florida is the freedom state. Texas <laughs> is is you know, I mean, but Texas anyways, is Texas. Um, <laughs> but don't trust the methodology 
of, of stuff like this. It's, it's like it's, it's the media bias is everywhere. I'm I'm convinced that they managed to put it uh, in the sports scores. Well, nowadays. but in, I, I'm looking at, 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 at some of the stuff you, you've got here about their methodology. And for example, uh, only 2% waiting for cost of living. You've right. got to be kidding me because yeah. that's a big deal. But 14% I mean, 14% for inclusion. Which yeah. makes no sense because yeah. how much does it matter if people have, if everybody you talk to has their uh, pronouns in their profile or not? <laughs> well, it doesn't uh, matter to me. Yeah, well, I... The, the problem I have uh, that I've been considering, actually, when I have to fill that in, okay, doing it. I won't. Problem, the problem is, well, the problem is I was going to use Klingon. <laughs> <laughs> but the problem is there's only one form uh, for the third person pronoun, and it uh, covers all cases and both masculine and feminine. Yes. So, you know, so you can't even put pronouns plural because it's the same word. But anyway, anyway, <laughs> uh, but see, that's Jerry, the kind I of, know everyone was waiting for this word, but it's the uh, Orioles hung on and beat the beat the Tampa Bay Rays. You want me to, I, do you want me to turn my off? <laughs> the fact that you don't care about about no America's is. pastime and absolutely, you know, I'm sorry, but America? a team whose a team whose name is the most insanely colored bird I have ever seen in my entire life, not versus only that. an undersea creature that looks but, really weird and scary. But besides, I'm a Cubs fan. <laughs> you poor man. <laughs> Hey, I married a girl from Cook County. Oi, okay. Okay. Uh, but no, I was a Cubs fan for, as a kid because we didn't have a major league team in Nashville when I was a kid. <laughs> anyway, but I, what I, look, it's a There nerd is only cubbishness. It, it's, a, it's a nerd thing, and a lot of people just don't get nerd things. And, but I had, being a nerd, uh, uh, I, I, I had to keep on uh, with, and we're, the, we're moving into a, a, an Oregon-themed uh thing Oy. here since it's one of the, the one of the fine states according to CNBC. Uh, I had a post yesterday actually called STEM versus LGBTQ and it was based on it was based on a, 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 a New York Post uh, article uh, that was headlined researchers condemn rise of quote fascist ideologies <laughs> unquote after students send mocking responses to LGBTQ BTQ survey and it, that it started off academic researchers condemned students irreverent and offensive responses to an LGBTQ survey claiming the pushback indicates quote fascist ideologues are, ah! are quote living inside the house of engineering and computer science in an article for the, the get ready for this this is a real uh, alleged uh, academic journal uh, the bulletin of applied transgender studies <laughs> Academics from, uh, here we go, Oregon State wrote uh, oh about their shock at receiving sarcasm and mockery in response to their research into undergraduate LGBT students studying in STEM fields. Well, first of all, they had to find some. Uh, uh, researchers were bothered. Uh, first no, they were, of all, they had to find uh, people who actually had, in nerds who actually understood what sex was. 
<laughs> well, no, no, some of us are, were very good about that. Anyway, the, the researchers uh, were bothered because but like 50 out of their 349 questionnaires had rude oh, responses. Now, STEM stands for science, technology, engineering, and math. And math mm -hmm. can be kind of an abstract thing. I'll give you that. But the other three have, are really thoroughly grounded in the real world. If you do a science experiment and you get the wrong answer, the unexpected answer, the scientific method sends you right back to your hypothesis and you have to restart. And engineers and technologists can't use wishful thinking to try to force a design to work the way they want it to. The nature imposes certain real world limits. Like Scotty said, you cannot change the laws of physics. And so transgenderism clearly rejects the biological basis of sex. It's anti-scientific. So I'm not surprised that a bunch of 19, 20, 21-year-old nerds uh, <laughs> like me would, uh, would uh, give some uh, pointed responses uh, that are that were <laughs> derisive. Uh, and, and, and the article went on. The research team declared that the mockery they received, quote, had a profound impact on the morale and mental health, unquote, particularly one of the transgender researchers who was, quote, already in therapy for anxiety <laughs> and depression regarding online anti-trans rhetoric, unquote. Now, really? Potential impact on mental health? Of a transgender person who denies the reality, the objective reality of his or her, whichever it is, DNA. Um, the, so the, the article in the post went on. The scholars concluded the, quote, malicious responses indicate that fascism has become a common, a common ideology in engineering and computer science academia. What so do they even think fascism means? Well, apparently, I'm, I'm it, serious it, about that because well, clearly they have no clue. Well, apparently, it now means uh, uh, to believe something the I world, don't like. <laughs> it, well, no, it means to believe the real world limits biology places on our lives. Ah, uh, okay, that's kind of weak sauce. I've 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 seen a lot better definitions of, of, of fascism in my time. I don't. Well, I I don't. I've even Benito, made some. I I don't think Benito Mussolini would have gone for it. Not but one I, bit. Not uh, one but, little bit. Okay, look, the truth is out there, but I don't think you're going to find Somewhere. it in the bulletin of applied transgender studies. <laughs> nah. Yeah. Anyway, that that that's Oregon State. That's Meanwhile, Oregon State. Where is Oregon State? Is that in Salem? Uh it's probably no Eugene, Oregon yeah, State, Corvallis. is it? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's over on the east side of the state. Uh -huh. Yes. Okay. Um anyway, hmm. uh is it? Yeah. Anyway, Stacy, you had a piece earlier in the week about math and white supremacy and Oregon. <laughs> yes, um, uh, folks, uh, I have written before <laughs> about uh, about the uh, something that started circulating during the George Floyd riots, which was the the uh, <clears throat> claim that we're living in a white supremacy culture, right? Uh, uh, and it, various traits, including objectivity and perfectionism, 
uh, individualism are uh, considered to uh, to be associated with white supremacy, and it's. Um, um, but meanwhile, uh, out in Oregon, uh, a a professor. Hang on a second. Am I a, here? Yes, you yes. are. Can you hear me? Yes. Uh, you I were, keep fading out. Well, you're, you're just you're just loud and clear with me. Yeah, you were echoing a, a little bit. Oh earlier, gosh, so. you're gone again. Oh uh, well, you're you're not. Okay, we hear you. Uh, should I duck out and come back in? Give it a shot. Okay. Yeah, well, I think you should. Uh, technical problems there. Yeah. Meanwhile, back at the ranch. An Oregon Department of Education newsletter promoted an online course designed to dismantle instances of white supremacy culture in the mathematics classroom. One example of white supremacy highlighted by the course was, quote-unquote, the concept of mathematics being purely objective, end quote, end quote. An idea which the resource stated is, quote-unquote, unequivocally false. So it's unequivocally false that mathematics is purely objective. Hold on a second, Diana. You should be connected now. Um, thank you. Okay. Anyways. It, it happens. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, this is the Oregon Department of Education. Oh. White supremacy culture infiltrates math classrooms in everyday teacher actions. Coupled with the beliefs that underlie these actions, they perpetuate educational harm on black, Latino... Well, no, that isn't what it says. Latinx. Yes, is this whatever was that is. Well, no, no, Latinx. This, Which this, is this. offensive to Latinos. By the, yes, but it was written by a green gag, so you're going to have to excuse it. <laughs> anyway, coupled with the beliefs that underlie these actions, they perpetuate educational harm on black, Latinx, and multilingual students, <sighs> denying them full access to the world of mathematics. Uh, <laughs> by the way, we have, we have... That makes no sense. <laughs> we, have, we, we have a... Uh, a, a term of art in engineering for this kind of reasoning, we call it bullshit. And you are, and the and engineering has that exactly right. Well, my question is, if getting the right answer, apparently the emphasis on getting the right answer, <sighs> a focus on getting the right answer, is part of the white supremacy. So, so my question is. Was me getting a D in high school algebra part of my struggle for civil rights? No. <laughs> no, it was, I, I don't I know what it was. victim of oppression here because no. I'm not good at math? <laughs> you know, it's, it, but, what, uh, why do you have to take partial differential equations in engineering No, school? no, 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 no. I, I, you know, I, <laughs> He's I, covering I, his ears and running away screaming. <laughs> right. I, do you want me to talk about Baltimore Orioles again? Because I can, you know. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, it's just like, uh, you know, uh, the fact that you're not acing the 
algebra test doesn't mean you're a victim of oppression. I don't care what they're trying to tell you. I ran into an elementary school teacher who actually bought into this kind of nonsense. And let me tell you how I dealt with her. I said, okay, so you're saying that the emphasis is getting the right answer is a problem that two plus two plus four is racist. And she said, yes. It's, that's said, insane. So, well, I said, okay, so it would have, if, suppose I use two, the, the idea that two plus two equals three and use that to compute your paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, speaking of computing paycheck, uh, there is this thing that gets us paid from time to time and uh, called uh, support from the listeners and readers. And Stacy, you should probably tell them how to implement that via the yellow button. The yellow button, folks, if you will go to my blog, theothermccain.com, you will notice near the top of the center column, a yellow button with the word donate on it. If you will click the yellow button, it will take you to my PayPal account where you can contribute dollars, pesos, euros, shekels, yen, any currency except Russian rubles. Um, uh, You can contribute through PayPal to help support uh, my blog, to help support this podcast, and of course, to keep my wife happy. Uh, because she likes it when I get paid for doing this, and keeping my wife happy is job number one. Meanwhile, over at my good friend John Hogue's blog, hoguash.com. You know, I will take gold imperial Russian rubles if you have them, and you can <laughs> uh, mail them or ship them however you want. You can use the uh, information in the DMCA contact uh, uh, tab in the uh, menu bar to uh, get my snail mail address. Or if you'd like to use something more modern, you can uh, use the uh, PayPal account. Uh, Click on the sidebar where you find the uh, uh, tip jar icon and you'll be taken away to there. Or you can support Hogwash by shopping at the Hogwash store. There's all sorts of weirdly branded stuff there that you might find amusing. Or you can shop using the Amazon links, which you'll find at both our blogs. Uh, We both participate in the Amazon affiliate program, which is a kind of a nice thing Amazon does for the blogosphere. When you use a blogger's link uh, uh, to to Amazon that way, uh, we get a small cut of the action, and we're very appreciative of that support from Amazon. Regardless of how you choose to support us, Please remember the five most important words in the English language. Hit the freaking tip jar. And I speak as a volunteer. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and she does. Um, But anyway, that gets gets, uh, through the the nonsense of, 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 of Oregon. Now let's go to nonsense from the nation's capital. Uh, I had a don't know much about biology post (laughs) with a picture of um, one of our assistant secretaries of health, um, uh, Mr. Levine. And he's saying adolescence is hard and puberty is hard. What if you're going through the wrong puberty? What if you feel inside that you're female, but now you're going through a male puberty? And this guy actually used to practice. After three children. Uh, I used to practice medicine (laughs) as a pediatrician. 
and has three children. Yeah. Uh, and dresses like a girl. Anyway, I, so badly. I had, I, 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 I had uh, a warning at the end of that saying, listening to quack medical advice can be hazardous to your health. And of course, then uh, Pinky had to chime in a little bit later in the week. I think so, Brain. But I thought you said, if it quacks like a dock. <laughs> That's bad, other, but okay. On the, other, on the other hand, having made fun of uh, a government official, we can now move on to making fun of alleged pretend journalists. Yes, at CNN. Yes, and I'm going to hit the button in just a second here. Oh, CNN. Yeah, he said CNN, so we're so going to press So when I it. say the magic word, will be there on the double. Whenever there's a problem, Round Adventure Bay. Rather and his team of pups will come and save the day. Marshall, Rubble, Chase, Rocky, Zuma, Sky, yeah, they're on the way. Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol, whenever you're in trouble. Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol, will be there on the double. No job's too big, no pups too small. Paw Patrol, we're on a roll. So here we go. Paw Patrol, ooh, and I didn't play the French one again. Though, yes, so. that's uh, that's uh, that's an play, act of mercy. We play uh, the reason for that is because CNN routinely gets beat in the ratings uh, by uh, Paw Patrol, the kitty cartoon on Nickelodeon <laughs> channel. So, anyways, meanwhile, Biden National Security Council advisor John Kirby. <laughs> told CNN host Kate Bolden that it is a very difficult to see the president signing a National Defense Authorization Act, which is the <laughs> Pentagon budget, NDAA, uh, that does not include abortion and trans rights. Quote, what does this have to do with breaking things? Yeah, I know, people? I know. Uh, quote, it's very difficult to see the president supporting legislation that would make it harder for Americans to serve in uniform and to not be able to do so with dignity. What? Would not be able to do so with the proper care that they need, both medical and mental care. It's very difficult to see that the president would ever sign legislation that would put our troops at greater risk or put our readiness at risk, now speak, end quote. Speaking as a former soldier, I would point out that in the Army, we had a term of art uh, for this kind of reasoning that we inherited from the cavalry, horseshit. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, my dad was a Marine, and I'm not going to tell you what he would have said about that. But yeah, well, I, I, I mean, you know, the idea, uh, I, it's just absolutely preposterous that if we don't have transgender care oh. for the troops, that this endangers our military readiness. Okay? You know, if you have ever been in any physical fight at all, and I know we all are very sensible and avoid these things. 
But if you've ever been in any kind of physical fight, the first thing you notice is that there is no dignity involved. Yeah. Well, no, the only the only thing that you that it really gets down to is which one of us is going to go home in a rubber bag. Yeah, and which yeah. one doesn't? And ugh. yeah, yeah. Well, that, um, I was reacting to it, and uh, uh, <clears throat> but but I was also uh, kind of freaked out uh, by what David Strom wrote at Hot Air dot com where most of it you know i i absolutely agree with but uh he was talking about um uh progress is slow until the moment a social movement speaking of social movement until the moment it goes into hyperdrive that is what happened with gay mm -hmm. marriage he says uh. and i'm and I'm like, wait a minute there. No, that's wait not a minute. what that's happened. That's not how it happened, okay? Uh, the whole thing of legalizing uh, or mandating, I should say, uh. that it was, uh, was imposed on an unwilling country mm -hmm. uh, by In the In California Court. by Judge Walker. Right, right. It was not what the people voted for, no. okay? And so to credit this as being a social movement that uh, went into, what do you call it, hyperdrive, overdrive, whatever, after slow progress, that's mm. not how it happened. It was an imposition of the judicial elite. And well, I guess, but, you know, the other was. thing about uh, the... Uh, that particular piece of legislation, legislation, the NDAA, is, of course, it's a must-pass bill because we really do need to keep the DOD funded. Uh, <sighs> and so it gets all kinds of nice, interesting add-ons. And mm. one thing, uh, uh, Schumer has uh, managed to sneak the Reid Amendment in again. What is again? the Reid Amendment? Well, it hasn't ever passed. but the, uh, the, Thank God. Uh, but what it does is... Back in 1988, everybody was freaking out because of Glock handguns. They're plastic. Supposedly, right. they couldn't be detected at the airport. Of yes, course, they, they can. have. Of course, yeah, because they've got they've got a pound of steel in them. Yes, you know, they do. The, it, it, as well as the thing. So basically, in 1988, Congress passed the undetectable handgun ban, which yeah, basically right. said that er, no, every handgun. Has, uh, has to have a certain amount of uh, metal in it, magnetic metal in it, and there no, and and it. I know the, the National Bureau of Standards created uh, a, 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 a metal avatar of uh, what is it? It's a, a particular mass of uh, steel that, that is used to calibrate the uh, magnetometers at airports. Okay, uh. and it, it's illegal to sell in the United States, sell or manufacture in the United States, something that isn't as detectable as that avatar. Well, that expired, it had a 20 year life on it, so it expires this December. Oh. Uh, and no, uh, they're trying to get it uh, permanently reauthorized. Let along me put with, it this way. I cannot go through a metal detector without setting it off. Um, I, for some reason, despite the fact I have no sense of direction, evidently there is enough metal in my body somehow that I set off metal detectors. I have never yet not been searched or wanted, yeah. at least. 
Yeah, well, but the other thing is it'll also allow this. They've also got stuff in there that would allow uh, the, the government to uh, pass even more extensive pistol brace bans and uh, also uh, eliminate all sorts of accountability uh, for bureaucrats about how things might be enforced. And so this yeah, is right. this is this is in the. Uh, the act right now. So we'll, we'll see how well that goes on. So this, that they're from the government and they're here to help. Uh, Speaking of government people who are investigating things and are here to help, uh, I did a search mm -hmm. at the New York times website <laughs> for the term FD 1023, mm -hmm. uh, which is a term that has been, bandied about in the news and on the airwaves and in Congress. FD and 1023. 1023. Yes. And the last time that uh, the, that phrase appeared in the New York Times, and it did a search all the way back to the original origin of the New York Times, hmm. was uh, on December 29th, 1980, in a review of some radio stations. Yep. Um, so <laughs> all the news that's fit to print as long as it fits the narrative. Yes. Well, uh, so uh, know, speaking of the FD 1023 uh, and, smo <laughs> and smoking guns. Yes, we have the uh, uh, I finally and and I think you know I I don't know you know uh, it's hard to say whether the media uh, is going to be able to stonewall this one, but Chuck Grassley mm. <coughs> uh, finally. Mm -hmm. Uh, issued the redacted 10, FD 1023. Um, uh, I'll just read you the press release from Senator Grassley. Senator Chuck Grassley, Republican, Iowa, today released an unclassified FBI-generated record describing an alleged criminal scheme involving then-Vice President Joe Biden and a Ukrainian business executive. Grassley acquired the record, an FD-1023, via legally protected disclosures by the by Justice Department whistleblowers. Quote, For the better part of a year, I've been pushing the Justice Department and FBI to provide details on its handling of very significant allegations from a trusted FBI informant implicating then Vice President Biden in a criminal bribery scheme. While the FBI sought to obfuscate and redact, the American people can now read this document for themselves without the filter of politicians or bureaucrats, thanks to brave and historic whistleblowers. Mm. What did the Justice Department and FBI do with the detailed information in the document? And why have they tried to conceal it from Congress and the American people for so long? The Justice Department and <laughs> FBI have failed to come clean. But Chairman Comer and I intend to find out, quote, end quote, Grassley said. And so... <sighs> Uh, it, it, uh, everyone who's seen this document, um, yeah, uh, uh, has, has said, well, this is it. Okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, know, uh, why, and this is the big question. 
why didn't the FBI, as Grassley said, why didn't they follow up? Or if they did follow up, what happened? Where is the, why was this just uh, why do you uh, think? Uh, uh, shelved, so to speak, if not indeed uh, hidden away? And so, uh, uh, you know, the, the uh, Grassley. Had, uh, well, for that matter, if they were going to stonewall it, why didn't they classify it? I mean, yeah. This is an unclassified yeah. government document. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, and, and and it's not part of a crim ongoing criminal investigation. So uh, it probably could actually be discovered uh, by, uh, by a, a proper response to Freedom of Information Act. Uh, request. Yes. It, it, but because why? It it's unclassified but it, and not part of an investigation. Yeah, I don't understand that either. It is one of the those questions. It's like um, it's so it maybe they just want us to sit there and say, why aren't you doing anything about this? Yeah. And just smile at us and say, because we don't want to. Yeah, uh, this involves Burisma. I know. And the CEO of Burisma, Mikola Shlochevsky. Mm hmm. Uh, I hope I pronounced it You that actually right. didn't do badly with that yeah, one. Yeah, uh, Mikola Shuslavsky. Uh, that's how he tries again. Uh, and it has to do with specifically um, uh, the pressure to fire the person who was investigating the corruption mm -hmm. of Burisma, which Bi Joe Biden bragged about getting. Yes, he did. And, Publicly. And so... so uh, where's you know this looks a lot like a cover up to me. Mm -hmm. oh, well, it isn't yeah. even that. They don't care. They're, we are the ninety eight pound weakling getting sand uh, uh, kicked Shoved in our in faces. Our yes. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, and 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 there, and meanwhile, the Washington Post is going to go on uh, uh, pretending to be heroes because of uh, <laughs> Watergate. Yeah, you know, right. That's like, sorry guys, that's fifty years ago. You know, yeah, that's yeah, a very yeah, long yeah. What, time. What, what, what have you done for us recently? And, Nothing. Well, democracy dies in darkness. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that's where that is. Speaking, though, of our government working to protect us. Uh, oh, man. I had a post uh, titled a Darwin Award candidate. And there was a tweet that was put out by the ATF office in Houston uh, about the ATF Austin office uh, going out to the uh, range with a bunch of uh, U uh, local U.S. attorney, uh, uh, you know, assistant U.S. attorneys going out to the range to, to burn up some ammunition. And it, has, is and it has a picture of the people on the range getting ready to shoot. And there's this one guy there obviously shoving rounds in a magazine and he's in his full uh, uh, raid kit with a bulletproof vest in his uh, well -way radio plate carrier and, anyway yeah yeah anyway but anyway he's got uh, he's sitting there loading it and my uh, comment was when I load magazines uh, I usually don't leave a submachine gun pointed at my crotch. Not usually, no. In uh, fact, I'm kind of curious, what the heck illusion. with these, mu uh, the muzzles are pointed towards the people. How come they're not pointed well, yes, the other well, way? 
Well, but you'll notice that uh, that uh, Remington 870 is pointed the wrong way. And on the mm. other side of the guy loading the magazine with the with a German MP40 from World War II, an interesting which I weapon, couldn't see well enough to which, see. Which which is which is an interesting thing for the ATF to have in their local stash. Okay, mm. the, right behind him, there's a Thompson pointed mm. the wrong way. Now that I can understand. I, now I can that I can figure out why the ATF might have a Thompson running around as a leftover or something like that. And the guy on I, the guy on the other end is is, is loading uh, stuff for all this But you know, obviously that's it's a not woman. A guy. Yeah, that's yeah, a that's woman. a woman. Yeah, it is. And 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 then there's another guy walking in the background. Uh, at least he's got the muzzle pointed in a safe direction. Semi-safe. So, you know, Semi-safe. Well, at least it. Well, it's it, it's. It's into it's into the uh, air uh, and, mm -hmm. and into the overhead cover, but you know uh, it's certainly it looks certainly... like they've had some negligent discharges under that. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not kidding. <laughs> the point is, is this is they're from the government and they're here to help. Ah, uh, I'm better with weapons than that. <laughs> Well, like I said, when I load magazines, I usually point uh, the submachine gun the other way. <laughs> Actually, I haven't, I haven't had to load magazines for a submachine gun for over 50 years now, and I'm mm. really happy to be out of that line of work. My okay. But well, you know, I'm looking at the schedule. Can I, do, get, can I talk about Philadelphia? Yeah, oh. if you want to do that, because we're going to run up with a, with a few extra minutes. Why, yeah. don't you, why don't you do that, and, and, and then you can segue from that into to the crazy people. Okay, police in Philadelphia are looking for an armed and dangerous suspect, uh, a, a homicide suspect. Uh, the suspect is 15 years old. Oh. Um, Michael Salerno, 50-year-old Michael Salerno, was shot and killed on July 12th. Uh, during uh, three males, uh, thought to be between 15 and 20 years old, in other words, they're late teens, were trying to carjack his vehicle while a female friend was inside the car. And there's video of this if you want to see it. But uh, Salerno was shot once in the head. Uh, fatally. On Friday, police identified one of the suspects as 15-year-old Rashid Banks Jr., who is considered armed and dangerous. Okay, now, wait a minute. Just wait a minute. 15. I'm, I'm thinking, I, I was like in 10th grade when I was 15, right? Mm -hmm. And I, can you imagine being a, a, a bolo, right? And be on the lookout for, I, for armed and dangerous for homicide at age oh, 15. Well, I can imagine being armed and dangerous uh, with a hunting license when I was 15. But I mean, mm, but that's not, not quite but not the same. Just, it's not nothing remotely Carjacking. Like it, it, and you killed a man. In a carjacking. Well, I and you're and, fifteen. You're, you're at large. This has been, by the way, this is. Well, been, you know, I certainly, I certainly had had a handgun in my hand and and fired it before when I was fifteen. But that's not something that I even had. You know, among among. Yeah, my but the only thing I slew was a paper target. Yeah. <laughs> it's been. Um, so in my case, it was ten soda days. Games. Ten days, and so this guy is oh. apparently 
hiding out or on the lam at 15? Like, like, yeah, like, right. Oh, it's, it's summer break. You didn't have to yeah. go to school. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Anyway, I don't well, think that. So, so be on the lookout for, a, for an armed and dangerous 15-year-old in Philadelphia. I think yeah, that's yeah, By yeah, the way, the best way to avoid that, stay the hell away from Philadelphia. Okay? Yeah. It's dangerous there. Speaking of dangerous. Uh, and crazy people are and crazy. Yes. Crazy people are dangerous. Our usual theme. Uh, this time is illustrated with a photo of Andre Longmore. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Long Okay. It's not lawnmower. It's Longmore. <laughs> um, but uh, one look at this guy and you're going, yeah, maybe he's a, uh, a, a few fries short of a happy meal. Uh, mm. uh, according to his mother, uh, Andre Longmore served in the Army from 2000 to 2006 as a member of the 82nd Airborne. Quote, uh, this is Airborne. From, yes, division. Yes, 82nd mm -hmm. Airborne Division. That yes. my, my son Airborne. was in that for a while. But anyways, the uh, uh, Lorna Dennis, uh, Lorna Dennis, who is his mother, said this of uh, Andre Longmore, quote, in 2014, he had a mental breakdown and was in the VA hospital for 10 days. And after he came out, he wasn't the same again. He just kept deteriorating until now. I tried to get some help for him, but they kept saying that he has to commit a crime or, you know, like break up the house or anything, try to hurt himself. But it, if he wasn't doing that, he has to come in voluntarily mm -hmm. to get medical attention, but he said he doesn't need it and doesn't want oh. it. Well, uh, uh, Mr. Longmore uh, got the kind of uh, 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 mental health treatment uh, that uh, so many people uh, like this uh, often get. But, uh, mm. uh, but anyways, he was living uh, with his mother, in Hampton, Georgia, which I've been to Hampton, Georgia before, uh, a suburb 30 miles south of Atlanta in Henry County, on a quiet street called Dogwood Lakes Drive, until the day last week he got a gun and murdered four neighbors. Hmm. Uh, there was a manhunt uh, that lasted for 24 hours, after which uh, Andre Longmore got into a, a uh, shootout with the cops, uh, in which uh, three of them um, uh, were injured, uh, two, uh, two from Clayton County and one from mm -hmm. Henry County. Uh, this was uh, in Jonesboro. By the way, Jonesboro, if you know anything about Jonesboro that should ring a bell from history. Anyways, okay. Yes, okay. Uh, <laughs> yes, okay. The 12 Oaks theme uh, yes. was playing there. Anyways, but um, uh, there was a shootout with the cops and uh, 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 they killed Andre Longmore, but the victims of his rampage were identified as Scott Levitt, 67, Shirley Levitt, 66, Steve Blizzard, 65, and Ronald Jeffers, 66. 
And I include the pictures of these uh, four victims here uh, to point out something about media bias. Mm-hmm. Um, media uh, bias happens. Yeah, media it. bias is that uh, there have been several recent incidents mm-hmm. of, uh, of black people uh, getting shot by white people in situations like, uh, you know, went to the wrong door or something like that. Um, yeah, uh, right. Yeah, and uh, just mistaken identity or something like that. And and the media, national media, always wants to make this about race. Well, in this case, you have a black guy who shot and killed four white people. Now, we don't know anything about a quote-unquote motive because if you're schizophrenic, well, you know, that's Pretty much motive. covered. Crazy, okay? Crazy people kill people. But... Uh, and crazy uh, people are dangerous. I and I've, I've had mentally ill people uh, uh, in uh, the family, and one of the first things we did is make sure they didn't have access to anything that was dangerous, including fire. How he got a gun, I don't know. But anyways, but uh, as I keep saying, crazy people are dangerous, and I hear the boogie woogie music in the background that tells me that we have reached the end of the hour, and so. Uh, We will be back next week, 7 o'clock on Saturday night, as usual, for another hour of the other podcast. Thank you for joining us, Diana. Anytime. Good night, Stacey. Good night, Diana. Good night, folks. And we'll see you later. Good night. Mr. Briggs.